your heart. Just listen to who you are, mind, body, spirit, for a moment. Just close your eyes if you can. Take a few nice, long, deep breaths. And just notice. Notice how your body is feeling. Notice what's happening in your heart space. And remember to take a few breaths into loving kindness and compassion for yourself. And then notice how your brain is working this morning or whenever you're listening to me. Just be present with who you are right now. And remember to love who you are, honor it, hold some gentle love and kindness for who you are in this moment. And it doesn't matter if this is an ugly moment, a messy moment, a joyous moment, a silly moment, whatever it is, just really honor it and hold some space for yourself. Because we're talking about motivation. And I think one of the best ways to work on motivation is for you to get really present with who you are in the moment and accept it. You don't necessarily need to change it, but you need to accept it. And that's the time when you can go, <sighs> okay, like for example, my body right now, I am, my neck is feeling tight. I have a pain in my foot. I can't figure out. Um, my brain is really busy this morning. In fact, I sat down on my computer to do some work and it wasn't really happening. Um, my mind was jumping all over the place. I have like six windows open um, or tabs open. And I thought, you know, this is a really good time to record a podcast episode because I can just sit here and let my brain be busy and share with you that busyness. So if you are faced with a day that has multiple tasks, taking a moment to just notice who you are, mind, body, spirit, can help you decide which task is the best one to work on, what you're going to be most productive at. And I know sometimes you have priorities. Sometimes there's a deadline coming up. And so it doesn't mean like forget your deadline. It means maybe there's something that you can do first, a smaller task, um, a, a more enjoyable task, or even a less enjoyable task. Our brains all work differently. So some people really find some peace by tackling that difficult task first. But if your brain's not in the right place or your body's bugging you so much that you can't do that task, you're not going to be really productive and then you're going to lose your motivation and that is going to paralyze you. And it's what it's the pattern that so many of us get into. And we look back at our week and we think, "Ugh, I did not get half the things I wanted to get done this week. So I wanted to talk a little bit about how to stay motivated and how to sort of stay out of that paralyzing place. This is my Monday. I've worked really hard the last year or so, maybe, um, without a huge amount of success, but I'm taking my days off as real days off. So I technically, I teach four days a week. So it means technically I work four days a week. We do pop-ups. So sometimes those fall on the days that I don't teach. This week though, I've had two straight days off and technically tomorrow is a day off. Um, so we'll see. I mean, I, I did some work. I often do some work that I find easy and pleasurable and just adds that little bit to my work to make it feel okay for me. So like I do a little bit of social media posting, uh, almost daily. And if you don't see a post from me, um, especially on Instagram in a day, it means I've taken some time off. So it's a good thing. Um, 
And I realize all the stuff about social media and technology, like I could be scheduling things so it doesn't look like I take a day off. But I think it's it's a good thing for you to miss me a little bit, for me to not think about it, not worry about the day off and just take the day off. So this week I did. I watched some Stranger Things. Not Stranger Things. I watched The Stranger. I watched Bridgerton. I did some cleaning around my house. We unfortunately had a really big storm and there was water in my basement, so I had to take care of that. But I was able to, because I didn't feel pressured by my work schedule, I was able to just take care of things that I needed to. And I really um, encourage you to try not to stack up your days off so much. I know that we're all busy, and especially if you have children, you know, that's soccer games and you know all kinds of things, gymnastics and lots of stuff to do on the weekends. But as much as you can, I believe that the answer to motivation and staying aligned with your values is about giving yourself lots of space on the weekends. And I want you to check yourself right now and just see where your brain went when I said that. Because a lot of times our brains, especially if you have anxiety or ADHD, our brains go to, ha, she doesn't even know. She has no idea. Uh, And I do. I really do. And I'm not saying schedule three hours at a spa every Saturday, but I'm saying, can you take 20 minutes and can you say, oh, you know what? This kid is at soccer. This kid is on a device and I don't really have to think about grocery shopping right now. I'm just going to take 20 minutes and whatever it is for 20 minutes, lay down, close your eyes, jump in a tub, whatever it is, it's going to help you gather your energy and feel really good about uh, how the weekend went and also really good about starting work, whatever your, your Monday is. So I think that's one of the big keys to motivation is really giving yourself time and space so that, because I think one of the things, one of the ways that I get to the fuck it's quickest is I get to a place where I go, I have done this for this person and this and this and this for these people and I did this and I did that and there's no me involved in that and then I get resentful. And so, and that's a huge place for me to get to the fuck it's like, you know what, fuck it. I'm just gonna, I'm laying down and watching Netflix. Um, Instead of being intentional and saying, hey, I'm gonna take some time and I'm gonna do something I really enjoy. Like I really was looking forward to Bridgerton and I wasn't gonna watch it because my partner's out of town and we're gonna watch it together when he's back. And I thought, I'm just gonna watch the first episode. Excuse me. I'm just going to watch the first episode and and I'll watch it again happily when we're together. Um, But I I was intentional about that and it helps with the motivation. It helps me this morning then get up and feel like, okay, I have quite the schedule today and it's going to be fine. Like I'm going to get through it and it's going to be pleasant and I'm going to have energy throughout the day. And it's because I was intentional about my days off. So I know there's laundry. I know there's a billion things to do. But if you can carve out some time for yourself, and again, it doesn't have to be even three hours throughout the weekend, but if you can like pick up 20 minutes here, even five minutes, you know, there was a lot of times when I was in the line, the drop-off line or the pickup line at school, which is my least favorite thing to do was drop off and pick up lines. But I would just get there a little bit early so I could just close my eyes and just be sitting there listening to the sounds of kids and everything until my kids came out or, or got out or whatever it was. Um, so sometimes even those little five minute 
And sometimes it was, I'm going to sit there early and I'm going to read my book. And so I'd get, you know, 10, 15 minutes of just reading till my kid came. And it felt like way more than 15 minutes. If you don't do this, don't knock it until you try it. Try carving out 5, 10, 15, 20 minutes and just see if after, you know, a month of doing that, carving out 5, 10, 15 minutes for yourself, see if it makes a difference in your life. So sometime earlier this week, I suggested that every two hours you take five minutes. And this is for people like who I used to be. I used to work in the food industry, which is a very go, go, go industry. I mean, I still do, but in a very different way. Um, I started working uh, as a hostess, and then I started waiting tables, and then I owned my own restaurant and a catering business, and uh, then I was a personal chef. And a lot of that is just you go for like eight hours at a time. And so I was one of those people who would completely forget to drink water, completely like put off peeing. I'm like, oh, I'll go in a few minutes. And then an hour later, I'd be like, oh, I never peed. Just every two hours. And if you have to set an alarm, that's great. Do that. Um, Just set some time for yourself to at least drink like eight ounces of water in that five minutes and then go pee. Um, and whatever else, if you get to, you know, if you're in a job where you have to stand, um, I have some students who are nurses and teachers. I'm like, just tell yourself to sit for five minutes, just sit. And even if like, ideally you would just sit in peace and quiet for five minutes or whatever it is, go drink water, pee, and then sit for whatever it is, three more minutes, um, with nothing to do fine. But if you can, taking a little bit of time, I mean, that's, that's the ideal, right? But if you can't, is what I meant to say, take that time to do whatever else you need to do. Like, oh, maybe I need to text my partner and make sure they're picking up dinner or whatever it is. Like, take the time to sit down, get off your feet. And like for people who are nurses or teachers, maybe that's a moment to do some paperwork kind of stuff that you have to do. Ideally, you don't. But if that's the kind of day you're having, then do it. The problem isn't that we have those days. The problem is we get into those habits where we don't allow ourselves rest and we don't allow ourselves those moments to gather our energy. We just go, go, go. And that's when it's so easy to lose our motivation. It's so easy to get paralyzed because it feels like you're on a treadmill going nowhere. And for some of us, you can go, go, go until all of a sudden your body says, eh, stop. And it's when we get sick or when we hurt ourselves because we're exhausted and we misstep and we fall off a curb or we fall down the stairs or we trip over, you know, some kid's toy or you step on Legos or whatever it is, you know, all those things that we do when we're not being present and mindful and we all do it. So it's not a failure. It's just, um, there are better, happier ways for you to live. So we're talking about motivation. So that's an obvious, easy one, like hydrate, take little breaks. It's go- it doesn't seem like it's going to help that much, but it really does. It adds up and makes a big difference. So then of course, you know what I'm going to say, right? Cause I'm a yoga therapist and a wellness coach. So I'm going to tell you to get on the mat and I want to give you permission. I was really lucky enough in my teacher training. I took a bunch of trainings with a yogi named Eric Schiffman who is just really awesome at giving permission, not because that was his intention, I don't think, but because of how he, um, he practiced by example. So 
I've told this story before, maybe even here, but uh, I was in a, I was in a teacher training with him with people who were just very, um, intense about their teacher training. And they wanted to know like, well, how long do you practice every day? And he's like, well, you know, it depends on the day. If I'm traveling, you know, maybe I'm practicing like 20 minutes. And I think that was a real like smack upside the head thought to me, like what? You can just get on the mat for 20 minutes. And then he would say, you know, maybe if I'm home and I'm kind of in resting mode after traveling for a while, he's like, maybe I do a restorative practice and I'm on the mat for two hours. And that just, it resonated with me. It made so much sense. I learned so much from this man. And he has a wonderful book, if you're interested, called Moving Into Stillness. Um, It is about the intention of our practice is to move into that place of stillness where the rest of the world can be whirling around us, but we can find that stillness and that peace and that presence in the middle of, of everything else. So I want to give you permission to get on the mat, try doing it as often as you think about it. And I am one, because of my anxiety brain, I am one that has often said, oh, well, I only have like 10 minutes right now. I really want to go do other things. I really have to go do other things. And I don't, 10 minute practice isn't worth anything. Like I need to have an hour. And and I do like to time block, but I have found that taking that 10 minutes, first of all, usually I have more than 10 minutes. I think I don't, it feels like I don't, but once I get on the mat, it gives me the space and it creates time for me. And so then I go, oh, wait, you know what? Before I get off the mat, I want to do this pose or my hips are bugging me. I want to do that pose. And then all of a sudden, maybe 15 or 20 minutes have gone by and I get off the mat and my brain is clear, clearer, and I have a little peace and there is so much space and so much time around me. And I thought, oh, I thought I only had 10 minutes, but look, now I've taken 20 and it's perfectly fine. Everything is okay. It wasn't as immediate or as intense as I thought it was. I'm good. So editing my, the way that my brain is working often helps me keep motivated. So I, I did that, you know, 20 minute practice. And if it's only 10, if it's like, all right, I really do have to get up now. That's okay too. You got 10 minutes of yoga in and that's amazing. And your body, you know, your body and your heart and your brain will benefit immensely from 10 minutes. And usually it really is a place if um, I feel like really pressured and really pressured and my brain is really busy, 10 minutes and like legs up the wall, I get up and I'm able to organize things better. I'm able to stay motivated better. I'm able to work through things better. And then I might, the other benefit of this is you might get on the mat for 10 minutes and then later go, oh, you know what? I have 20 minutes right now. I think I'm going to get on the mat. So you don't have to do a huge long hour practice or two hour practice. When I started teaching, we all practiced for 90 minutes. All classes were 90 minutes, which was lovely. And it feels sometimes very rushed that we only practice 60 minutes or sometimes there are 50 minute classes. And I don't know how people do 30 minutes. Um, That doesn't make sense to me, but that's okay. It doesn't have to. Uh, Having said all of that, I want to remind you that tonight at 8 p.m. Central Time, we are on Zoom for big stretches. And the other thing about Zoom that's lovely, I've, I've mentioned many, many times how I'm so grateful for Zoom classes. Um, during the pandemic, I was able to teach. I was able to, to strengthen my own practice during the pandemic because of Zoom yoga. But the other lovely thing, and I, I don't really want to 
encourage you to do this, but it is an option is I tell people, you know, when we're practicing in person, it is disruptive to a class for you to come late or leave early, especially when I'm teaching in my home (laughs) and, you know, I have to go answer the doorbell to let someone in. It is very disruptive. And there used to be a time when yoga class started, you lock the door and no one in or out, um, maybe out, but you, you couldn't come in late. It was really discouraged to come in late, but on zoom, No one's paying attention. You can join us at any time. So if you're like, oh, class starts at eight, but I'm not going to get home to 745 and that's not enough time. That's okay. Take time, get a drink of water, change your clothes, check in with your family, whatever it is. Join us at 810. Join us at 830. That is perfectly fine. Um, Or, hey, go until nine o'clock tonight. It's kind of late for me. I got to get my kids to bed. I got to do whatever. Pop out early. Uh, do your Shavasana later by yourself or stop class at like for yourself at like 840, let's say, lay down, do five minutes of Shavasana and then jump off and go do whatever you need to do. Those are always possibilities, especially on Zoom. Um, at this point in time, I am teaching either on Zoom or yoga in the park. So coming a little bit late, leaving a little bit early is perfectly fine. When you are in someone's class, I highly discourage you from from being intentionally late or intentionally leaving early. Um, it's disrespectful to the other people in your class. It's disrespectful to your teacher. Of course, we all have those days where we're running late or all have those days where once in a while we go, oh, shoot, I'm going to have to leave yoga early today. That's okay. Just being intentional and making it a habit is, is not a good choice. So having said all of that, let me also encourage you to do some non-yoga things that are very mindful and intentional that help you with your uh, motivation. A lot of us know this, um, so this isn't necessarily new information, but I wanted to share with you some of the things that I do. So this morning, I've had kind of a busy brain morning, and this is one of the reasons I wanted to record this podcast is because it, then it helps my brain. Um, it helps me. I don't know. After I record, it helps my brain feel a little bit more organized. I'm like, oh, now I know what I'm doing next. So if you have a thing like that that you can do first thing in the morning, do that. So for a lot of us, it's a shower get in the shower and those days where you're tempted to skip showering and then later you may notice that your brain's not um, processing as well as you would like. Maybe it's because you skipped your shower because we do a couple of different things in a shower, right? We change our body temperature. We um, have time and space away from our children, away from our partners, away from our coworkers and neighbors and community. We're just by ourselves, And for some of us who are so busy, that is a gift. I mean, obviously, there's a lot of um, purpose to that time alone. It's not just, you know, closing your eyes and and just resting, but it is still very valuable time alone. It's also a time for a lot of us. It's where we process our day. It's where we think, okay, this is what's coming up next. This is what needs to happen. If I get in the shower first thing in the morning, it is the number one place in my day where I might say to myself, oh shoot, you know what? I was going to leave early and go drop off the donations before I went to my meeting. And then I'll remember if I just go around my day, get dressed and, and, you know, walk out the door, I'm more likely to forget. So taking that time for shower or bath or whatever you do is really purposeful. It's really, um, and it's, it's helpful. There's a different word I want there. Um, so that, that's another easy one. I, also like to 
put on something that is going to inspire me, something that is going to get me into the mode of whatever I'm doing. So I like to listen to podcasts. I'm not someone who I should, I I would like to be, um, but I never have been someone who listens to like mysteries on podcasts. Um, I do sometimes listen to a book on tape or whatever we call them now, a digital library loan. Um, But the podcast, most of the podcasts I listen to are about being a business owner, being a heart-centered female business owner. So I listen to Marie Forleo, for example. She's kind of a big name. She's written a book called uh, Everything is Forget uh, Everything is Figure Outable. And I I love her regardless of whether you're a business owner or not. It's just about how to um, be heart-centered and just get through the stuff that's tough for you. So whether, I mean, it may be she's talking about someone who has a question uh, about their business, but the advice she gives translates into other places of your life. So it gets me motivated in lots of ways. And it makes me also, she's really good. And Kathy Heller, I, mean, I think it's called the Kathy Heller Show. She's another podcast I listen to where they're very, very good at saying, hey, we're all like this. We all struggle with this, right? And let me tell you what I have done to make it better. Or sometimes you'll hear them talk to callers, people who call in or or our guest uh, podcast people. And um, they're just very good at giving good pats on the back and saying, you're doing awesome. You're doing so much better than you think you're doing. Like, this is great work you've put in so far. Let's talk about where to go from here. And that's just so lovely. Uh, it's, it's really good for my anxiety brain to hear that stuff, especially for me as a business owner, feeling like it's never enough. And then hearing other people feel that way too. So find your podcast that's like that. I'll tell you who else is really like that. And I don't listen to her often. It's Brene Brown. And one of the reasons I don't listen to her is it's almost too much motivation. It's, I listen to her and I go, oh, shoot. And then I want to, you know, start a foundation and I want to like do all these huge, wonderful, awesome things. But I can't put aside my schedule for the day to run away and start a foundation or travel the world or whatever. She really, really motivates me. So I save her for special times. I save her for downtime. Um, For example, like last night would have been a great time to listen to some Brene Brown because it was my Sunday evening. And so I would have woken up this morning feeling even more motivated, but not necessarily like I need to drop everything and go do this big, important thing. Um, so that, that's a good one. Podcasts, um, I know a lot of people put them in their earbuds and they listen to them while they're cleaning, doing the dishes, doing laundry, whatever. Um, but I, and that's not, there's nothing wrong with that. Lots of people listen to them in the car. I encourage you to save the ones that help you with motivation until that time where you need motivation. And maybe it's a thing every morning you get up and as you're making your coffee, as you're doing whatever, you're listening to that podcast that motivates you. Um, the, another thing I do, and this is a different kind of motivation, but I go to, I go to a couple different places. I go to Spirit Rock, which is a meditation center um, online, and they have Dharma Talks. And I cannot think of the name. There's another one I go to sometimes. I can't think of it off the top of my head right now. Or I'll just go to YouTube and I listen to Pema Chodron. Um, she's a Buddhist nun. 
and I listen to her Dharma talks or her meditation. There are so many people online that will lead you through meditation. I like to do that when I'm taking that downtime. So whether it's, you know, one o'clock in the afternoon and I think, all right, I just ate lunch. I'm going to lay down for like 20 minutes. That's a great time for me to listen to that. Or like as like right before I go to sleep, I don't want to fall asleep to it because I want, you know, the benefits of the meditation. But right before, like, all right, everything else off, all devices off, everything done. I'm just going to listen to a meditation right now or a Dharma talk. And it just helps me sink into myself and feel more me, helps me feel powerful and successful in, in the way that I define them, not in like the big society way of, of defining it. And I just feel like grounded and I feel like, okay, I got this. I can do this. So looking for things in your life that do that complete different kind of of input is I also like to put things on Netflix or Hulu or wherever that are good examples of what I strive towards. So I love watching things that have strong female leads, especially if they are business owners. And so the storyline does not have to be about them owning their business or anything like that, but that's just part of their lives as they're going through their day. And I know television is not necessarily, um, it's not real, obviously, right? Um, people forget that. They see these huge houses on television and they see someone like sit at their desk for 10 minutes running their own business. And the rest of the time they're off, you know, having cocktails with their friends or, and they think, oh, this is the perfect life. That's not real life. But I've been doing this long enough where I know that like, this is television, this is fiction, but it's still, I don't know. It puts me in that, that energy somehow. Um, and I really connect with it. And of course, not everyone is going to feel that way about any of these examples of how to stay motivated. But that's a big one for me, uh, especially when I'm like in the fuckets, when I'm like, oh, you know what? Screw it. And sometimes my, my fuckets can last. They can last a few days where I'm just eating popcorn and watching television or it used to be pepperoni pizza and diet soda. So I've gotten out of that habit, thankfully. That was a few years ago. I've gotten out of that habit because that's not a good one for me personally. Um, you know, that, that combo every once in a while is awesome, wonderful. But for me to get into the fuckets and just want to eat pepperoni pizza and diet soda for days, not a good choice for me. But I can get in bed, turn on Netflix, and watch something that ultimately will be like, all right, that kind of inspires me. Like, I want to I do that. Uh, recently I was watching something and, um, the women in this show dress really beautifully. And I was like, you know what? I want to go back to dressing nicely. Like I used to, especially when I lived in New York, when I've lived in the urban areas, I, I am out and about more often. I'm seeing clients in different ways. Um, and especially since the pandemic, I pretty much live in yoga clothes. In fact, I met someone for coffee. This was actually before the pandemic. I met someone for coffee and I was dressed in my regular clothes and she was like, oh my God, you're such a cute dresser. And I was like, we've known each other for a while now. I didn't say that, but that's what I was thinking. I'm like, is this just an outfit that you really like or what? And she's like, I don't think I've ever seen you in anything but yoga clothes. And I was like, oh, that makes sense. And I said, well, you know, 95% of the time that you and I have spent together has been in yoga. So this is, you know, this is my other life. And I realized recently, I don't know who has seen me in anything but yoga clothes in a very long time or like jeans and a t-shirt when I go and I work at um, Sunrise Project and I, I donate my time to cooking meals. 
Uh, so the answer is find those things. Oh, I forgot the other one. <laughs> this is a big one. This is a nice one. Uh, I know not everyone is really into journaling, but doing your morning journaling is so helpful. It is so good for your brain. So there's a lot of different ways to do it. There's no one way to journal. We all do it differently. But if you are specifically focusing on motivation, I highly suggest that you do morning pages. So you do it in the morning and you don't write your to-do list. I know that's tempting. Don't write your to-do list. Um, but maybe what you could do is this is something I want to accomplish today. One thing, let's just say. And then you write about how you want to feel as you're doing this. What is going to be the benefit of you doing it? Like, I really want to get whatever it is. Like right now, I have piles of laundry in my bath bedroom. I have been taking care of my house, rearranging furniture, doing all kinds of stuff this last week. But my bedroom's kind of the place where everything got thrown for a bit. So I'm kind of motivated today to get that taken care of. And I need to pull out storage boxes from under the bed and rotate some of that stuff. And I realize that under the bed for my storage boxes isn't a great place for them. I have lots of space in my home. I can put those other places. And so I think once I get that room organized, I'm going to be super happy and excited about that. Um, and then also it's going to make things like the paint job that needs to happen more accessible because there's not going to be piles of things around. So I feel motivated to do that. And the benefits So writing that all down, like whatever it would be, it could be something really small and simple, like fold laundry, or it could be like organized bedroom or whatever it is. And then talking about what needs to happen for you mentally, emotionally, and then also talking about what are the benefits? How is it going to feel when I'm all done? And I can picture myself right now. I can picture myself sitting in my bed with my tea next to me in a totally clean room, maybe listening to you know, some jazz or something and just writing or whatever, just really enjoying that space. So that's making me really motivated to do it because I love that idea in my head. Um, so writing it like that is a great way to do it. The other thing is Julia Cameron's way. I've mentioned this here way a lot of times, I think, if not this podcast, the other one. Julia Cameron's book is called The Artist's Way. And it's a, it's a creativity guide basically and it's been around for a million years it's like an artist bible and um in it she talks about journaling and she talks about morning pages and she says you get up in the morning before you do anything else like you can pee get your coffee going and then you sit down and you just write and she says you write three pages front to back you put your pen down on the paper and you just write until you're done with those three pages and that's wonderful, and I have no problem with that. I often tell people, especially if you're not someone who loves journaling, set your timer for 10 minutes. Just write for 10 minutes. And if you get three pages filled in 10 minutes, awesome. But if you only get a page and a half filled in 10 minutes, that's fine. You'll get better at it. You're going to grow that muscle or build that muscle, and you're going to grow a habit. And so it'll get easier. But she says you just write down whatever's in your head. So if you wake up and there's a dream really present with you, go ahead and write about that. If you wake up and you're like, oh, I have to do so many things today and I don't want to, write about that. Go ahead and bitch on the paper. Be like, this is fucking bullshit that I have to do this. Like, I don't want to do these things today. I have to do them. There's no other choices. I can't, you know, delegate to anyone else. I can't put it off any longer. I have to do it. 
Get it out of your head, she says. And then once it's on the paper and out of your head, it's easier to deal with. And it's easier than to go do whatever you need to do and be perfectly present in the moment. Um, and just, you know, you do the task, you're in the task, you enjoy the task. Um, and that makes a lot of sense to me. So morning pages are a really awesome thing to do. And I highly suggest it. So I have been here longer than I thought I was going to this morning. Um, it, this is making me feel motivated. I'm like, oh yeah, I have an hour till I have to meet my therapist. I'm going to jump in the shower, have that quiet time, have a little more coffee. Um, and I don't know if I mentioned this. I did not. Um, of course, the really obvious things besides rest and hydration, eat well for your body, eat for energy, eat for brain health, make sure you're getting lots of vitamin D. Um, and the best way for you to get vitamin D is being out in the sunlight. So go for some power walks at lunchtime. Um, you know, if every day, if you get 20 minutes, walk for 10, then sit and finish and eat for like 10 or whatever it is. Add five minutes to your lunchtime, uh, whatever you need to do to get out in the sun, walk your dog as soon as you get home, walk your dog first thing in the morning. I um, am very, very privileged that I have a fairly large yard. So uh, walking my dog is a choice. It is not a necessity. I don't have to walk my dog and I'm trying so hard. Uh, the weather is not not um, cooperating. We, uh, I think, had snow here this morning. It's March 31st. And it's going to be cold until it's not like later this afternoon, it'll be like 50 degrees. So hopefully I still feel motivated and want to get out and walk my dog at when it's 50 degrees. But, um, yeah, so that's, that's my motivation tips. Um, this isn't, I don't think this is a new podcast. I feel like maybe I've said this, some of this before, but it's always worth hearing things again and again. Um, I have learned as a teacher that I can say the same thing 15 times and students will get what they get out of it. And sometimes it's on that 20th repetition, a student will be like, oh, wait, now I get it. And it just took them hearing it over and over. And I know we have that thing in our head where we're like, saying it the same way is not going to help me. But sometimes it really does. So um, think about those motivation tips. Think about how that aligns with who you are, mind, body, spirit, how aligning your core values with your intention, with your actions makes you feel. When you have a day where you feel like I focused on my values, I focused on who I was, mind, body, spirit, I set intention, and then I took action that all aligned, and this is how I'm feeling now. So say that to yourself at the end of the day, and it's worth journaling about at the end of your day. Don't cut out journaling in the morning, but maybe grab your journal for five minutes before you go to bed and say, this is how everything aligned today, and that felt however it felt. All right. Have a really lovely Thursday. Stay motivated. Join us tonight, 8 p.m. Central on Zoom for big stretches. We assume that you are warmed up and we sort of, we'll do a teeny bit of warm up, but you're fairly warm. So go for your walk before eight o'clock tonight. Um, do a couple sun salutations before you turn on Zoom. Do whatever you need to do to get a little bit warmed up and we'll do some big stretches. And we've been doing some really lovely big stretches and I'm really excited about tonight's class. Uh, I have some new things we're going to do. It's going to be really yummy. Have an awesome Thursday. Namaste. Good morning. It's Melissa, the founder of A Yogi Kitchen and Pantry. And we're talking about the word align this month. 
And specifically today, Thursday, I want to talk a little bit about motivation because it's so easy towards the end of the week to lose our motivation. So on Wednesdays, I often ask you to do a little check-in and see where your week is going. And if you need to pivot or shift, um, do that to help align yourself with your intention that you set earlier in the week. And so today we're just going to talk a little bit about how to stay motivated. 